Alright, what is up team? Welcome back to the show. It is Q&A time. Let's dive right into it. First question we have. Programming for someone who doesn't work out just body weight. When to add weights? Alright, so here, so they work out both body weight. Um, so here, I would say probably as soon as possible. Um, within context. As soon as needed, I should say. So what we know, as far as bodyweight training goes, and again, this so much depends on where the individual is coming from. So like many gen pop clients are going to start training, like mastering, like I can think of many clients, even within the last six months that I've worked with who we spent their entire first mesocycle just progressing a bodyweight split squat. Hey, until you can hit 12 or 15 perfect reps of the split squat, we don't need to add load because we know that again, like um, at the start of this, hitting 10 reps of a beautiful bodyweight split squat was a challenge. And if we added load, form would start to break down. So we don't want to add load at the cause or at the cost of form breakdown. That said, on any movement where the client is getting over 30 reps, so basically, if we look at the studies or um, the science on hypertrophy, we know that when a load gets below about 30% of your one rep max, it's going to be less stimulative for muscle growth. So basically what you could look at is like, okay, if they can do more than 30 bodyweight squats um, and still be well shy of failure or like split squats, which like, well, it's not fun. Um, I remember in one of my programs a couple of years ago, I had bodyweight split squats to failure and it was like 60 reps it was stupid uh one of the worst things i've done but uh like the thing there is if they are like that strong so again i would say like a lot of gen pop clients who don't have a good strength foundation you can probably spend a good amount of time just progressing these bodyweight movements like a bodyweight squat a push-up a deficit push-up a pull-up um a bodyweight inverted row and get good stimulus but one like if it's someone that's chasing optimal gains we know that just body weight training there's going to be a lot of things left on the table like when we're talking about training a uh, muscle in the lengthened versus shortened versus mid-range and probably like a mix of these things in different joint angles is going to be more optimal for optimal for hypertrophy with just body weight training they're going to miss out on that so if it's someone who just wants to build as much muscle as possible okay we probably want some more diversity there now past that point again like once we're getting to okay i can do more than 30 reps we know they're probably venturing outside of this like realm of very effective training so typically that's where i would add it in i wouldn't push it on someone so quickly that again like proper execution is going to be a must no matter what so i wouldn't push it on someone once like execution starts to suffer but once they can get to the point where they're doing they're doing like 15 to 20 reps of these bodyweight movements they're probably ready then to start adding in more loading um, if it's available. So those are my thoughts there. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Now, from there, next question is, thoughts on intermittent fasting during a building phase? So I just don't really know why you would. Um, we know that for optimal results. We know that to build muscle, basically we need 
muscle protein synthesis across the course, the rate of muscle protein synthesis to be greater than muscle protein breakdown, which are basically these two opposing processes that are happening in our body. Muscle protein synthesis is the process of your body turning dietary protein to muscle protein. Basically, muscle protein breakdown is, of course, your body breaking down muscle protein. So like net protein balance across the course of the day needs to be in the positive to have built muscle during said day. Now, one of the things that's gonna help this is eating a decent sized bolus of protein with plenty of leucine, which is an essential amino acid, which is gonna help spike uh, muscle protein synthesis. So about 2.5 grams of leucine. And again, really like think 25 to 40 grams of high quality protein. Now, we know that after spiking muscle protein synthesis, even if a lot of amino acids are still available in the bloodstream, regardless, it's gonna drop down to a baseline level after about three hours. So it makes sense for us, like if your number one goal is to build as much muscle as possible, which most people in a building phase, yes, that's probably your number one goal. It makes sense to spike muscle protein synthesis every three to four hours. So there's just like, Intermittent fasting is probably going to be less than optimal during a building phase. I just don't really see an application for why uh, you would. Like, I know there's the like the anabolic fasting diet, which is, uh, I think, is actually because it was like a combination of a diet called the anabolic diet, which was a high fat diet, which probably isn't actually the high fat low carb, which is not actually the most anabolic diet by any means combined with fasting, not because like fasting in and of itself was anabolic, but that's a different uh, topic entirely. There's just not really much, there's no reason to, it would be less than optimal. Like every now and then, is it gonna hurt? No, but to make the best possible gains, especially like as I'm guessing most everyone of this is a natural lifter, um, it wouldn't make sense to fast too frequently in a building phase. All right, last question we have is, biggest nutrition mistake clients make? So, uh, this is a pretty broad one, but let's roll with it. So what I would say is, uh, first and foremost, like new clients, the most common mistake people are typically making is just not enough consistency with their tracking. So I would say most clients that hop on board are already tracking their macros, but it's like, and there's one to two days a week I don't track. And then this day and this day I'm a little bit looser. So almost everyone that hops on board, and I think like straight up, this is why so many coaches um, were like, I had this person and they hopped on board and they were only eating 1,500 calories and now they're eating 1,900 calories and they're shredded. Now, most of the time that isn't because um, the client was like, there's like, hey, for some reason us feeding them 400 calories more. Like I was on a presentation, a presentation I gave earlier, I was talking about this exact thing, like you bumped your client up from 1,500 to 1,700 calories. Um, and they their weight was stalled, their weight loss was stalled at 1,500, and now at 1,700, they're losing two pounds a week. Okay, there is no mechanism of metabolism that sped up, like from you feeding them 200 calories more, increase energy expenditure by 7,000 calories across the course of the week. Like they're not burning an extra thousand calories a day by you feeding them 200 calories more. What's going on is they're probably tracking a lot more accurately than they were in the past, or the plan is just more sustainable. So, and again, like we'd say, like tying that back to tracking accurately as well, I guess. But 
like okay we gave this client two high days on the weekends and overall like their calorie prescription is 200 calories higher per day than before but across the course of the week they're way more consistent with that than they were at a thousand calories and thus they're able to <laughs> stick to the plan much better and they see much better results and that's like the really like why eating more is such a game changer for most people is not because like it's metabolic magic it's just easier to adhere to and that's again and like in this case that's exactly what i would say is probably the most common mistake uh, is just not tracking consistently enough um i almost wanted to say under eating there but again i don't think it's anywhere like measuring the actual amount of food that you're taking in accurately that's not the case so i think that uh not tracking consistently enough is probably the single biggest mistake specific to clients that typically hop on board with us. Now for like a more gin pop or like a, uh, someone newer to this, I would say the most common problem I see as a whole is people just not actually being aware of how many calories they're taking in and probably under eating protein and under eating carbs. Damn, I could probably go on on this all day actually. Um, <laughs> so there's four things, I guess, but, uh, so many people as well and i also have quite a few calls talking with people who uh like damn i was i've been eating clean i've been busting my ass in the gym and i'm still not getting leaner okay so do you know how many calories you're eating i'm not sure do you know like how much protein you're taking in uh, i don't know i don't probably not very much i don't really like protein that much now that i think about it so there's always like all these it, like for some reason you've just been choosing to bang your head against the wall for months and months and months when the reality is like the progress that you wanted so badly with a couple simple tweaks just right there. All you have to do is track and I'll show you how to tweak this and you get so much better results. So that's the cool thing about coaching is there is almost always this low hanging fruit that we can take advantage of and get you, for most individuals, get you pretty significant changes pretty quickly. Now again, like the more advanced someone is, the longer they've known what they're doing, the smaller the degree of those changes, like these rapid crazy changes we can see are, but I mean, even for more advanced individuals, like so many coaches that hop on board, see crazy recomps as well, just because, well, you know the science and shit, this is why I always have a coach. Like, well, you know the science of training and nutrition and body composition change. You're probably still not applying it as well as you could be. And like all my coaches out there listening, I know you feel this because if you're not being coached, you're probably going through the same thing right now. Like, yeah, I tell my clients to do this with my nutrition, but, or with their nutrition and like sync their training and their nutrition up. But honestly, I, I haven't been quite so good about that. So if that is you, I would say hit the link in the show notes, apply for coaching with our team. I will personally make sure that you have those two things synchronized going forward. And let's build your best physique ever together. That is all I have for you guys today. As always, thank you for tuning in.